0: Clear skies and minus seven degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Lynn Pelser. Two private addiction treatment facilities in Calgary and one in Lloyd Minister will be increasing their treatment spaces. This after the UCP government announced the facilities will be given up to four point three million. Dollars per year to do so. Saturday's announcement comes after Jason, Premier Jason Kenney said earlier this month the province would close or relocate supervised drug consumption sites.
1: We look forward to the expert p- panel's recommendations that will also look at the broader community's social economic impacts of uh, drug injection sites. But let's give people hope that there is a way out. And one thing will be challenging any. Um, dr- drug consumption sites to do is to provide a much tighter link with detox facilities and treatment facilities.
0: The facilities benefiting are the Fresh Start Recovery Center in Calgary, the Sunrise Healing Lodge in Calgary, and the Tharp Recovery Center in Lloydminster. More news in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. Thrill
2: are out this morning, and
3: they are cleaning up most of your main routes, such as Deerfoot, Cochab, and Glenmore Trails, which is good news for you. Watch for slippery spots though on bridge decks and ramps. And that earlier collision northbound Stony Trail at Pagan Trail Southeast is now clear. And we now have a new one, Rundle Horn Drive and 32nd Street Northeast. Uh, Police on scene to this one. The sun also becomes a visibility factor now, so make sure you have your sunglasses as you head out. Are you planning for your health, home, or retirement? Sunlight has great advice to get you ready for life's important moments. Sunlight can help at sunlight.ca. From the 770 seat to our traffic helicopter, I'm Kay Euston.
0: In Global News, Calgary weather today a mix of sun and cloud and a high of minus two. Overnight down to minus 18. Tomorrow morning flurries that should clear out in the afternoon and a high of minus eight. The Calgary Police Arson Unit is investigating following a fire at a four-story building in the southeast just after 1 a.m. Saturday morning. The fire was contained to one unoccupied unit. There were no reported injuries. At the scene, a firefighter saw a man jump from a third-floor balcony wearing a balaclava and carrying a jerry can. Police were able to arrest the suspect a short time later. Charges are pending. Up in northern Alberta, Peace River RCMP have made an arrest in connection with a murder case from last year. -year 37-year-old Victorine Donovan, who goes by the name of Jennifer, was found dead on October 8th. After a lengthy investigation, police have now arrested and charged Matthew Ian Blanchard with second-degree murder in connection with that case. He should appear in court on Monday. A man in his 20s is the eighth person in the U.S. confirmed to be infected with the coronavirus.
3: He is a college student at the University of Massachusetts, Boston, who authorities say recently returned from visiting China. A campus alert was sent to students.
1: I opened my phone and I was like, this, this is a real thing. Shock at first.
3: I was kind of scared.
4: I, like, I was like, I started shaking.
3: Boston Mayor Marty Walsh urging
1: people not to panic.
5: There is no fear right now of coronavirus as far as spreading to the city of Boston or, or to my knowledge to Commonwealth out of Massachusetts.
3: Massachusetts health officials say the infected student has been isolated and those close to him are being monitored mona rivera abc news
0: taking a look at sports quarterback patrick mahomes is aiming to lead his kansas city chiefs to their first super bowl championship since 1970 when they faced the 49ers tonight in miami 6 30 eastern time game it is minus seven degrees at 904 breaking news when it happens our next scheduled update at 9 30 i'm lynn pelser
4: Good morning and welcome to the Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm joined this morning with Kath Smythe once again. Good morning, Kath. Good morning. And uh, it was good. I was in. I was traveling all last week. I sort of did the cross country venture. Just finished up our buys for Christmas and a bit of spring. So it was down at Toronto, and then we flew back over to Vancouver. So got to see. Makes you wish you sometimes you lived in Vancouver though at this time of year. <laughs> Everything's just starting up bubble up, the few of the bulbs are starting to pop, and then the buds and all the trees.
3: Did you see the snowdrops?
4: Yeah, they were just starting yeah. a little bit, and then those little pink flowers were just starting on some of the trees. I can't remember what kind of trees, but...
3: Magnolia uh
4: magnolia or the... No, this really tiny, tiny pink... <coughs> Sorry, excuse me, I can't remember what it was, but... <laughs> Anyways, I, like I said, I... The I was, cherries? I was, I was not no, it's yet... it's too
3: early, too for, early them. for them. Too early for them.
4: I was uh, chatting with some people in the garden center yesterday in front of the seed rack. I just got to get my brain back into horticultural mode. Yes. They start remembering all the words and... Uh, um,
3: vocabulary. Yeah, the vocabulary, vocabulary of,
4: of gardening. <laughs> I uh, Sometimes you put it on hold over the wintertime and... But great, uh, got all our seeds in. We got our... Our Wild Rose Heritage, we got our West Coast, and then we have our Pacific West, the new ones in, which I'm really happy about because they're a great uh, um, local Western Canadian brand and uh, great pitchers, uh, great seed, number one grade seed, all non-GMO and all that fun stuff as well. So we're uh, as far as seeds, we definitely got you covered there. It's got uh, some great.
3: We certainly have some seed racks, that's well, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, and I
4: really want to do all Western Canadian. Um, again, I, I got rid of all anything from the states. I just a lot of times the seeds from the states are the ones that aren't the best quality seeds. Um, they don't have the same regulations that we do up here in Canada when they when they grade their seeds. So um, sometimes you if you're getting the some of the ones uh, just aren't as good as the Canadian ones, so I I prefer to stick in Canada. And you got we got a great selection. Like honestly, the that the New Pacific West Heritage are just phenomenal. Like tons of seeds, and I like
3: the pictures on the packaging because they're so clear and they seem a little better. Absolutely,
4: and the price. And I and not that you ever don't want to make more money or anything, <laughs> but um, the price point is a lot better. Than a lot of the other ones, so uh, that part I'm actually pretty happy about as well. Especially going into times like this when you need uh, a little extra cash in your jeans, and uh, so these ones all have a different price point. They're a little lower price point, mm-hmm. but same great quality seed. Um, Pacific Northwest seed. So if uh, if you're looking for mm-hmm. some uh, new veggies, and they have some seed tapes, lots of flower varieties, which I that's the other reason we went to them. Because a lot of the other ones. Got away from doing flowers. I found uh, not as many flowers as, assortment, as one time. an
3: assortment of flowers. because yes. we were talking the other night, my friend and I, and we were discussing Nicotiana or Nicotina, yeah. and the fragrance factor seems to be have been eliminated. I, one of the reasons I always pla- plant Nicotina is because of the fragrance.
4: Great flowers, good pure Beautiful, flowers, pretty flowers. Yeah, pure colors like them. Um, West Coast seeds, too, we got those with nice little wooden rack in them this year, so happy to send them. And then the Wild Rose Heritage uh, got them as well, and they're the local um, Southern Alberta company, which are, are great seeds as well. So, uh, again, just trying to um, help everybody out in that. In if you're looking to get seeds, it is that time of year when you start well, picking is. out.
3: It is time and, when you get the best assortment and you can stand there and do that dreaming.
4: Yeah. No, and, <laughs> and I was chatting with a couple, like I said, a couple of the customers. And again, just if you're just starting, just go slow. I get a few packs. And don't start too early. We're still a little bit early here. We're yeah. only February 1st for starting a lot of stuff.
3: My favorite word right now is don't.
4: Yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah, no, it but is. But
3: still, there's no reason why you can't go to the garden center and take advantage of... The staff at the garden center are quite lonesome.
4: No, we have more time. <laughs> they want to
3: talk to you. They've got time, and they can spend some time. And you can probably plant a really great flower garden with
4: absolutely no. With it's the seeds, and uh we expanded the, the greenhouse plant area. We almost doubled our our tropical plant space in there. So. Just by reorganizing, I couldn't believe what we did, and it's just, oh, so, holy cow! Well, Look all it's the space a whole bunch created. more room. <laughs> yeah, we created a lot of room, so which is nice. So we well, that get to...
3: little cupboard always used to annoy me, but that's <laughs>
4: no, absolutely no. So got rid of that and created a big wall called the Great Wall of Pots. Now is just, let's uh, see, what can I call this? I'm always looking to name certain parts of our of the garden center, and that one I could call the Great Wall of Pots. It's just. <laughs> The whole one back wall, the west wall of the greenhouse is just full of uh, all new pots and different things. So, and lots of good things. Lots and of some good things. Yeah,
3: it's houseplant time. I mean, now's the time you should be babying your house plants and adding to your collection, and um,
4: and not doing a lot to them. No, like you can, no. Just don't overwater. Don't
3: overwater them, but you know they don't like it. The fact that they've been through a little bit of a dry time in the house and it's very. Kind of dusty when the furnace comes off and on. So dust, yep. dust your plants. Maybe some of them would benefit from a shower.
4: Absolutely, so. absolutely. And we have a special guest joining us today at 920. Uh, Janet Melrose, Calgary's cottage gardener. She's going to join us. She's uh, just published a new book Yes. And uh, so she's going to call in and tell us all about that. I think she's going to be doing a series of books. Is that correct?
3: That's correct. She and um, the Cheryl Normando from the Calgary Horticultural Society. Cheryl is our Ask the Expert lady. She answers the questions on the website. Oh, nice. Yeah. So she's got lots of answers and these books are quite intriguing me.
4: And it's and it's nice to see a local local book, and I'm assuming that it'll it'll cover sort yes. of the, probably not just Calgary area, but um, looking forward to chatting with Janet about that. She's going to call in here just after the first break, so we'll we'll chat with her about that. And uh, it was a little bit of a crazy little storm. They called the Pineapple <laughs> Express came in yesterday.
3: Yeah, some pineapples.
4: <laughs> I know, like, honestly, I, like plus ten, gorgeous, list. beautiful. Yeah, no. My son and I went into the we were going went to the hockey game last night and uh, so we go into the into the dome, and It's nice and warm, decent, you walk in, and uh, and then come you out come to- out it's a <laughs> blizzard, is it? Zero
3: exciting. visibility and wind.
4: Yeah. No, no, it was nasty.
3: Yeah.
4: It's a nasty hockey game and a nasty <laughs> storm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in I New hear York's. that
3: the goalies fought or something. Yeah, I know.
4: Everybody was fighting. It was... Uh, it was. Uh, what
3: is this? Since when did it become literally a fight? <laughs> that was the first
4: time ever that the goalies fought in the Battle of Alberta, which really surprised me, because I remember Mike Vernon used to get into a few. There was a few of our goalies that used to like to get into it a bit, but I was first, I'm surprised that was the first time for... Uh, for a battle of Alberta, so yeah, it was good. The, the puck definitely was not bouncing in the Flames' way yet last night. It was uh, it was all Oilers for the most part. So, uh, which is uh, Gord, our producer? He's all happy, smiling. <laughs> Ouch. Anyways, but we we had them the day before. We're still three games to one on this series. Hey, Gord. <laughs> Got him. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so one more on April fourth, the final battle of Alberta here in Calgary. So, anyways, <laughs> we're, we're here
3: to talk gardening. Don't you two start? Yeah. Let's let's talk hockey gardening. <laughs> no, I don't think you can grow a garden.
4: Uh, anyway, so uh, always lots of fun. Um, in the battle of Alberta, as long as no one gets, takes it too seriously. It's always a good, clean fun for the most part. And, uh, we move on to gardening. Gardening. And and actually I was, when I was in Vancouver, I was, I was chatting with, um, the, the family that does the garden show up in Edmonton from Greenland. Yeah, from Greenland. Sirdar. Uh, Yes. yes. (laughs) Deb. Yeah. Deb was in, uh. She was in the same showroom we were in in Vancouver, so we chatted with them about that. And a lot of the same things going on as is here. Is, uh, just finished up the Christmas, getting all the new stuff ordered up, getting ready. So if you are up in Edmonton and you want to check out a great garden center, Greenland is definitely one. They've that- got
3: an indoor, at this time of year, they do up a display garden that just... Amazes me every time I go in. there. I know
4: they put a lot of work into that, which into is, the whole
3: visual <clears throat> part of their absolutely. store. But that garden always amazes me.
4: Yeah, and there's going to be a big uh, garden, independent garden center tour this summer. So they're going to have it especially spruced up this uh, spring and summer because they they because she goes whenever this tour comes along. They definitely they tidy up all the little corners. I envy them. Extra.
3: I envy them their their classroom space.
4: They do a great job, and they have a fabulous, fabulous restaurant. Yes. <clears throat> Again, if you're if you're looking to spend a day in a garden center.
3: Best, best. They do expressive. a good job.
4: <laughs> yeah, they do a great job up there. So there's lots of, there's, there's good There's actually
3: some good garden centers. Yep,
4: Salisbury's another yes. nice one up there. Um, there's a few good ones. and uh,
3: so. That's what we should be doing at this time of year is touring around the garden centers and there seeing you go. what's new and exciting. And I'm sure there's stuff.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I hope there's some stuff. Well, um, and what did we get here? We had one text. It just says, uh, just did a succulent task or a class. Ah, sorry. With John through the Hortsay Fabs. What are the three plants, please? She, oh, she sent some pictures. Hmm. Oh. I can't. That one's a, a string of something. I don't think it's it looks, almost looks like a string of dolphins, but it's not um, quite... In the dolphin stage, and that one's just a regular jade. The one with the red things all around the edge of the leaf—that's a jade plant. And then the other one is another type of jade as well. Um, I don't know. All, I, it has the little holes in the front of it.
3: Okay, I'm just for some reason my my
4: yeah I'll, my I'll,
3: text line is loading. You have, <laughs> have
4: those ones. At uh, at the garden center as well, but uh, I will try and find out the names of the the exact um, succulents. There's so many. The succulents are some of the harder names um, to to come across. So I'll definitely um, try and answer those for you as well. Here we're getting a bunch of succulent questions. (laughs) There's another texter. I think they're calling from Saskatchewan. They're texting in, which is very nice to to know that we uh, we reach across Western Canada. Yes. And uh, anyways, lots of fun stuff. You sh- can you not get in your text? I can't get into my text. Okay, we'll I'll help you on the break here. We'll <laughs> reboot right. it and uh, get you set up so you can see what we're talking about.
3: Technology.
4: And we're just going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Garning is brought to you by Prune It Up, Kyrie's trusted tree care company for removal or pruning. Give us a call, spruce it up, green it up, prune it up, we got you covered. And right now, we're going to go to the phone lines and we're going to chat with Janet Melrose. Good morning, Janet.
6: Good morning, and how are you guys today?
4: Good, good. How are you doing?
6: I'm doing fantastic,
4: actually. Yeah, you've been busy, I hear.
6: Yes, I've been extremely busy, and I'm hoping that February's going to be a little
4: smoother. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's, uh, but actually, January was good. I sort of got through. Got, we finished up the Christmas. You got, uh, you got your, your book out, and maybe yes. if you want to just give us the, a little background, maybe the name of the book and, uh-huh. and, and sort of uh-huh. a little bit of a background on it would be great.
6: All right. Well, it's not just one book, actually, which is kind of fun.
4: Yeah, you can do um, a series, or
6: it's, it's a series of books, which is uh, to me it's uh, really fun. Actually, uh, what they're called is the Prairie Gardeners Go To Four, and then the number one, which is coming out um, this spring, is vegetables. and Number two is pests and diseases, because it seems like you can't grow veggies in our world without worrying about what's going to eat them before we get to eat them. So we put the two together.
4: <laughs> oh, nice! And sort of <laughs> well, uh, like, how big are the books?
6: They're small books. They're meant to be books that are, uh, you can tuck in your backpack or the garden shed. They're not coffee table books, all right? So they're small books.
4: They're usable um, books that you're out in the garden, you make books. some notes and...
6: Yeah, if, if I see people with this, these books in their hands, I want to see them dirty, if you see what I mean, rather than pristine, because that tells me they're not opening them. So these <laughs> books, it's not just me writing them. We, uh, Cheryl Normandu yeah, and myself
4: got together... <coughs>
6: Um, and so we're co- co-authors. Oh, nice. Yeah, it makes it really handy. And it's in a question and answer format um, because both of us get a ton of questions. So we thought, well, it's going to be, um, let's go with what people want to hear. So we created a series of about 60 questions for each book. And we literally will answer the question that, it's not just a quick answer. It goes in, in depth and it sort of expands the question so you get a real feel for where we're coming from on this. Okay. So, and all of the pictures, with the exception maybe two or three, were taken by ourselves. So, you know that we've been in the gardens looking at everything. Um, and uh,
7: and so
4: to to, for solutions, hope- are you recommending um, products available in, in in our prairie region sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Not
6: product so much as um, general ways Methods. to go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense.
6: Yeah. So it's not like you know go and buy this
4: because it's sponsored more... by no. Yeah. <laughs> no sponsors.
6: Yeah. And actually, it's been uh, while you mentioned that it's been put out by Touchwood Editions, uh, which is a Canadian company. They're based out of Vancouver Island, but they specialize in Canadian authors. Oh, nice. So, so I really want to give a shout out to them because it's. Um, they've been fantastic work to work for, um, and they really believe in the fact that we need Canadian books, not just gardening books. Canadian, books.
4: It, it, and, but it is hard. And and as mm-hmm. uh, as a Canadian business guy, and I try to source and do as much as I can out of Western Canada, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and do again. But so- sometimes it's it's tough. We just and some people just don't. Have, we just don't have the. The population or the people sometimes if you go to produce a book it's tough because we have a obviously we start with a smaller population and then the garden population seems smaller so it it, it, it is tough so I I commend you on your on your efforts and uh, Mm
6: Yeah, so they'll be coming out April 7th, all things being willing, uh, you know, God willing, and, you know, no major storm somewhere, or etc. Okay,
4: and I do have a a quick question here from John, one of our listeners, who calls in. And I I do, this is important. I just want... (laughs) It says, Merle, is the print size for seniors in big capitals? In capital letters, Janet. (laughs) Not
6: not capital letters, Cass, but yes. Um, I am not what you might call uh,
3: visually 100%. (laughs) I've seen you in your glass operation. You don't know, but it
4: it is important, especially like, you know, like I'm... Fifty-two, and I can read really good about two feet out. It yeah. starts getting closer, and then it's this because it's hard for me. I used to have great eyes, but I was at a restaurant I know, a couple months ago.
8: Yeah, well, and and me, they had yeah. big,
4: big font, and it was just so nice to to open it up and read yeah. normal. Yeah. So anyway, so <coughs> yeah,
6: no, they, uh, there's lots of white space per se. So okay. You, it's, they're not dense books, and lots and lots of pictures.
4: Okay. Awesome. So,
6: yeah, so, so John,
4: senior yes, John. friendly.
6: Yeah, yeah, they they are seen, they're written by me, and I am not a spring chicken, so uh, <laughs> me and Cheryl. So um, so yeah, they are meant to be, and it's something where you can quickly find what you're looking for. Awesome, the idea as well. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to introducing these to all our gardeners. And
3: are they going to be in the, the bookstores and in the garden centers? Or they, currently, you can pre-order them online at Amazon
6: and Indigo. And we're hoping that they're going to be in all sorts of bookstores and garden centers.
4: Yeah, no, Um, I chatted with you. Hopefully I can get them in and have them available. And uh, maybe get you down to do a a book signing down at Spruce, maybe, hopefully. We can get you down there.
6: That would be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, I do them because I love... Chatting about gardens.
4: No, I know you do, and I know yeah. we've had you on the show numerous yeah. times, and uh, and seen you in the garden center yeah. a couple yeah. of weeks ago. You're in there get, picking up some house plants.
6: And yes, uh, Cheryl did something to me. She posted your sale on Facebook, so of course she got me to go down
4: there. <laughs> I do that. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, sales always do that to people. <laughs> um,
6: well, thank you so much for no, having but, me. Yeah, no, but I was out. just going
4: to say, is there any? Is there? Is there a place to take notes in the book too? Like, is there like a journal oh, type thing?
6: Not a journal thing, but with all that white space, yeah, you can scribble everywhere. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah.
4: I I find that's important because I see that a lot, and I know we've been looking for trying to find garden journals to mm-hmm. sell in the store, and it's mm-hmm. a little hard. But so it's nice if you have a book like yours, if you do, if you're able to yeah. to take notes.
6: Yeah, you know, it could be, you know, hey, Janet's got rocks in her head, or gee, this really works, or yeah, it works, but I like doing it this way, Kay. you know, because, you know, it could put three gardeners in a room and you get 16 opinions, right?
4: So. Absolutely. Well, keep me posted on, on the it. release and when it's available, yeah. totally, and then we'll make sure we update all the listeners and uh, and get people in touch with it.
6: That would be wonderful. All thank right, you thank so you much so much, guys. Have yeah. a good day.
4: You too. You too. bye Bye-bye. 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 Yeah, that's, that's awesome, and, uh, and uh, good luck to them on that because uh, it is not an easy task when you're especially dealing in, in Alberta, like I said, with our smaller demographics. And right now we've got to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: Clear skies and minus 9 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Lynn Pelser. A man in his 20s, a college student in Boston, is the 8th person in the U.S. confirmed to be infected with the new coronavirus. Yesterday, a 44-year-old Chinese man from Wuhan, China, died of the virus while in the Philippines. It's the first reported death from the new virus outside of China. Alberta, Alberta Premier Jason Kenney has announced money for 76 new addiction treatment beds at three treatment facilities in the province. Kenny told an audience yesterday that addressing addictions is a priority even as the province trims spending during tough times. And an avalanche bulletin has been posted for Jasper National Park. The bulletin says there's a danger rating of extreme from the alpine to below the tree line. Today we'll see a high of minus 2 overnight down to minus 18. Tomorrow some flurries and a high of minus 8. It is minus 9 degrees, breaking news when it happens, our next scheduled news at 10. I'm Lynn Pelser.
4: Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm here with Kath Smythe. Good morning, Kath. Good morning. We've been a little bit quiet today. uh, We've (laughs) already had a guest on, and uh, we've had a few texts. And uh, and John just says, Thanks again. Uh, senior friendly is a better term. <laughs> <laughs> size for seniors. Senior friendly, that's a good one. I like it. No, but it is it is important because I and I don't understand. Some of you go into a restaurant and you cannot read it. Like they oh. and then they dim the lights. Yeah. You, you look, so then
3: and so then you take your
4: Flashlight yeah. in your phone, and you got to go up near the mic. There, you take you <laughs> your flashlight in.
3: Your, I'm so busy talking to you, Merle. <laughs> the flashlight in your phone, and then you're dazzling your people at the table yeah, no, while you're no, trying to look at it. It just make them a little bit bigger. That's all. Uh, yeah, it's embarrassing, even with your glasses, to have to put the menu on someone else's <laughs> table.
4: All right, <laughs> let's go to the phone lines real quick. Here, we're going to go to John. He's calling from Saskatchewan. Good morning, John. Good morning. How you doing? Uh,
9: Pretty good. Uh, we had an inch of snow to, uh, about midnight, and the wind is nice like blowing. So you're not the only one that got the pineapple Express.
4: Yeah, no, it's it's those are the weird ones, and, and that's when you you wish uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was here to f- to witness another one of our weather phenomenons that happens quite often. Quite here a in regular time. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like they said, if you don't like the weather in Alberta or Saskatchewan, just wait five minutes. Right.
9: <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But at least we're uh, we've got about just about a foot of snow on the ground, so uh, we're not doing like you guys uh, waiting, wondering uh, uh. if it's going to get cold or not.
4: Yeah, but, no, uh, we we actually this year has been good though. We've actually have a fair bit of snow still on the ground, so it's been we've had full snow cover since before Christmas, which is it's great for all our plants and excellent. all that kind of stuff. So
9: yeah, You're right. How
4: yeah. can we help you today?
9: Okay, I'm looking for some Jerusalem artichoke tubers, and mm-hmm. I can't seem to find any. Uh okay. There was a uh, a uh, tree nursery in a place called the Winton. Yep. That sent, sent out the catalogs uh, maybe 20 years ago. And I uh, was just wondering if uh, they, or if you know anybody... Artichoke. that uh, I'm going to yeah. see.
4: We well, you might have them because some of the ones that we are carrying. And um, I'm just seeing if it comes in a bulb or or in a...
3: It's or, a perennial. It usually is in a perennial. And it's helianthemum. It's, it's, he, it's in that same family as sunflower?
9: Uh, yes. Yeah. Not, otherwise no known as Helencia plant.
3: Helianthus
9: yeah. and he- jokes. Yes,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah sun chokes. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to really watch them because they can really make big, big plants, but they're so pretty anyway, the flower. But digging them and staying on top of digging the chokes out, you should be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah,
9: because um, I know uh, when I planted them for the first time, the, it was a nice hot summer and uh, they grew like crazy and then. Uh, it got uh, colder and uh, chartered growing season, on they uh,
4: disappeared. All right. Well, I'm going to check for you. Um, if they're available, I'll definitely try to get them in for you. Okay. A- and because yeah. and we deal with all the seed guys and stuff, so if they're around, we, we'll be able to to definitely get them in the, so
3: the plant itself the growing plant i know is on valley brooks list okay
4: so then we can we'll be able to get it in no problem um and we will we can ship out there as well if you do need it or if you're coming into calgary we can have it there for you
9: well uh, yeah, i'm <laughs> i'm 10 10 12 hours 12 hours out <laughs> Driving
4: at a hundred k. <laughs> yeah, well, Spruce Up's a short drive from anywhere. Eh? All, all roads lead to Spruce It Up. No. <laughs>
9: well, yeah, yeah. Where
3: are you closer to Saskatoon or?
9: Yeah, uh, no, I'm uh, at the east end of Saskatchewan.
10: Next
9: okay, next stop is Manitoba. So <laughs> We're about 50 miles. I know there's a lot
4: of great garden centers in there. I would just maybe chat with one of your local garden centers there.
3: Dutch growers. I I,
4: I I would go more into into Manitoba. uh,
9: I have asked them in uh, Saskatoon and uh, Regina, and they said, no, we're not interested in that. So okay i i was just you know yeah no we could
4: well, if we can get them and and get them sent out to you um we, we you just have to pay for the like the postage well, or whatever for the free, yep. yeah yeah that's understood uh do you have a separate, actually yeah uh, actually we do have i just cuz i texted zoe our buyer and she goes, Sunchokes, here. she just texted me back, Sunchokes, juice and artichokes booked and we'll come in with bulbs. Artichokes are in the West Coast Sea, but I haven't seen their display yet. So they, we might even already have them in. So let me just, I'm going to put you on hold, and then Gord will get your contact. All right, okay. John? And yeah, then, and then, uh, yeah, and then she'll your, give uh... it to me, and then uh, I'll uh, I'll reach out to you if we have it. All right? Okay. Awesome. Good. Thanks, Thank John. You very much, uh... Bye bye. Have a good gardening. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah, no, that's good, and uh, hopefully uh, we have them in stock. And according to Zoe, we do, or we have them coming in, yeah. and we'll go from there. Let's go to the phone lines here. We'll go one more quick call. We got Mary. Yeah. Mary, <laughs> what's going on?
2: Here's the old weather prognosticator.
4: Hey, but hey, you survived your birthday. Oh God, I'm still trying to get over it. Are you, how much tequila did you drink? none huh? none come on
2: no no i had to Mary. cook and bake and oh. the relatives run in here and they run out of here with more than they come with uh. but my house is full of flowers
4: oh nice That's yeah nice.
2: and daffodils and many many daffodils so uh-huh. cats, yes what do i do with these The little They're mini cute, narcissus cute, cute. Do, will they transplant
3: in the fall? They will transplant in the fall. I just would let them grow on, and then the yeah, leaves are going to look... they're
2: I'm enjoying them. My house looks like a greenhouse.
3: <laughs> well, the leaves are a little bit ratty after they get going for a yeah, while. Yeah,
2: they but, look kind of rough.
3: <laughs> but when you put them outside in the springtime, put them out somewhere out of the you know, out yeah, of the now hot you sun. you said stick them under a tree. Now, yep, what stick- did you mean? I just mean, I... Do you take them out of the pot? No, I just leave pot and all in a corner yeah, under and my... Yeah, water them every once in a while. Every once in a while, I give them a drink, and then yeah. the leaves will start to go through their natural dieback, and yeah. you need those leaves to die back because this year's leaves are next year's flowers. Oh, oh I, yeah, I figured that. I, well, plant it
2: in the fall and spring it up. That's right. That's oh, okay. the thing. All right. Okay. I'm uh, springing up. <laughs> All right. Maybe <Yeah, laughs> I might make it.
4: All right. So, well, that's well, good, but you had a good birthday weekend. Oh, was great. Awesome. was great. Awesome. great. Awesome. And then
2: it went dancing on Saturday. Oh, nice. Yeah, because we had to celebrate another guy's
4: birthday. Awesome. <laughs>
2: yeah, so we had a good time. Good. Yeah. good. good well, Good time now I'm resting good thing today, you, and I'm, good thing I'm you're never slowing down. glance this Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: Awesome. I'll Thanks, Mary. Later. Bye-bye. Thanks
2: a million. Yep, bye-bye. bye
4: Bye-bye. All right, got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. I'm here with Cass Smythe. And, uh, getting lots of text in if you'd like to join us on the phone lines or text. Phone line is 403 974 8255 or 1 800 563 7770. We have some spots open for you. And we just got a text in from Betty and uh, showing Good morning, Merlin Kath. I'm forwarding a picture of my Christmas cactus. I received a much smaller version 45 years ago. <laughs> I am not sure how to transplant without breaking it and have added fresh soil to the top. I I would just pop it out of the pot. They're going to be actually, they're pretty resilient. Um, You're going to break some on that, but you got a lot of old wood on that one. So um, depending on how how much you're in love with the pot, but I almost guess if you just cradle the top of it, that pot will just pop out. And I'd just have a bigger pot ready to go. I'd go about three inches wider, three or four inches wider, have it ready to go with soil in the bottom, just measure the depth, and then pop it in, fill it in, and you're going to break off a few. Don't worry about it. It's going to grow lots, and it's going to be It'll no come issues. right
3: back again, and I use a blanket. I put it, I pull it up into a bit of a blanket or a <coughs> cradle, and then I lift it into the next pot, and you may get more pieces, but they'll root easily.
4: Yeah, and then did you see the the other little, <coughs> looks like a cypress or something. I was
3: just going to say, it looks like lemon <coughs> cypress. like yeah. The, yeah, and it's it's just Yeah, she's
4: asking if it's a type of fern, but I believe it's a cypress um, is what you got going. And you're going to get that, and I think you're asking about the bark. Um, Just some of your, on the Christmas cactus, some of the branches are starting to look a little bit old and gnarly. That's just old wood just turning brown and and, uh, and turn it into bark, so don't worry about that either, you'll be fine. But definitely, if it is ready to be transplanted, um, and I would say it will, it'll slide right out. So,
3: And that cypress you can just repot.
4: Yeah, but let the cactus dry out really good before you try to transplant okay. it, that way it'll pop out of that pot a lot easier, and, uh, and it looks like it's a great looking pot, you should be able to use it for something else after that, so... All right, let's go to the phone line. We're going to chat with Sandy. Good morning, Sandy.
10: Good morning, Merle.
4: How are you doing?
10: I'm good, thank you.
4: Good, good. How can we help you?
10: Good. Uh, I just wanted to remind you that you're the reason that my 86-year-old mother's still in her house coat until 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning.
4: <laughs> that's awesome. Awesome.
10: <laughs> she always blames Merle. I'm in uh, my house coat.
4: Listen to that. Awesome. Very uh, nice. Good
10: morning, cat. I forgot to say good morning. Kat. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I sent a text picture of a cedar bush that I've had out front, and oh, it was just... It Really growing, it was at least 12 feet high, so I was out with the the old chainsaw there, taking some other branches off other trees, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to top this off. Okay. Did I wreck it um, from that picture, or did yeah, I take it down farther?
4: Um, those in Alberta, it, it, it's tough to, to do that to begin with like to get a, a cedar or a or a juniper like that to grow cuz it looks like it's fairly empty on the bottom as well like there's like there's much foliage left on the bottom yeah um it'll grow from that spot it's just when you've opened it up um, in in carry or in Erdry, it is tougher to do that to some of the cedars cuz it's just it's going to want to grow so either, is it just too high for that spot? It was,
10: yeah, it was just, it was. It was just too high. It was impeding some privacy there at the front door and it's been there for at least 15 years. Yeah, We've so never this, really done anything with it. So
4: I'll, I would just, I wouldn't take any more off, but just if find a, a height that you want to keep it at and treat it like a hedge. Don't let it go crazy. Okay. And, it, and it might fill in on the bottom, depends on what kind of light. Um, it looks like it's in between houses, so I'm not too sure how much light it gets.
10: It will get a lot now. Okay. Get, yeah, the bottom will get more now than yeah. It, so more.
4: again, a fair bit of water, thirty, ten, ten fertilizer with that, and uh, uh, no more
3: cha- And no more chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an electric thing. Yeah. Well, no. still, and, and that's fine.
4: <laughs> but just keep it at a straight level, like whatever okay. height you desire, and just okay. as the new growth comes, just take a little bit at a time. Don't don't take it to the point where the branches get real big like that okay. and it's harder and, on a cedar to recover okay. here yeah
3: and the only time you touch conifers as far <clears throat> as I'm concerned when you're just trying to shape them and prune them is when the lilacs are in bloom that's when you prune oh, with great. the conifers and no, and was- you were a little premature, but yeah. I would yeah. do a little hand pruning and evening the growth. And if you yeah. look at the natural growth pattern of that cedar, they grow like fans and our fingers and they all are at different heights. So if you yeah. just prune back into the natural shape of the, the green, they'll start to, it'll start to regenerate.
10: Okay, I will do that. Okay. I also took some off my Schubert choke cherry, but that's, Mm. I know Meryl's mentioned this is the time to do that. That's right.
4: You want to take out any of that black knot and things like that. Yeah. What about an
10: apple tree? um, I have an apple tree that needs some taken off It's close
4: where you can do some pruning. Um, Right now, I know our arborists are out, we're, we're pruning. You just don't want to go real heavy, like... Just if you're taking like a third off, but if you're just doing some thinning out and stuff like that, you're totally fine.
10: Okay, perfect.
4: Excellent. But instead of Rage Plus on the cedar, I would do the 30-10-10 because 10, 10, you want to add, you want to get some more nitrogen in there, a bit more acidic, and you want to get the growth going on that. So the Rage Plus is great for just steady, but really to get that thing going, um, and I'd make sure I'd have bark mulch along the bottom and just to keep it a little bit moister. Oh,
10: perfect. Okay. 30-10-10 and bark mulch. Yep. Yep. Oh, I hope I didn't kill the poor guy.
3: <laughs> no. Water, water, water is the trick
4: <laughs> yeah, too.
10: Lots of snow this morning. That's so. good. Yep, shovel yeah.
4: it up against it. I Perfect. yeah do some snow farming, everybody. Excellent. Uh, awesome. Thank you. Okay,
10: thanks so much. Have a great afternoon.
4: You too, Th- okay. Sandy. Thank you. Bye bye. And I gotta take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Errol Coombs, and I'm here with Cass Smythe. And if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255, or 1-800-563-7770. And we got a few, uh, a few... Uh, what does it say here? It says, oh, cutting Um... I got a some more updates on our gentleman who's doing the, the, the the wall of pots on his house. Oh
3: right, the okay. Where the
4: green wall? It looks awesome. Like he has the whole water pump set up, watering system, trough system, all set up. Oh. And uh, I'm tr- I, and I I got the name of it. I'm just trying to see if I can source it to have it uh, a little bit local locally done here, and. Uh,
3: what's yeah. the name of it what's whose name i don't see the
4: name of it no it's it's actually out of uh it's one it's it's worth it's a it's a type oh, of okay. type of system it looks pretty good on some of the ratings they seen were very good and uh and a couple weren't great but um this guy looks like he's doing it he's right. doing it
3: the right way
4: absolutely but he's got it right on the wall um with trough system little pump so it'll be interesting to see you have to he definitely loves the plants because to do it, to, to, to this,
3: do this is is a great deal of thought and love yeah, on that.
4: Absolutely, but once it's done, it's going to have an awesome, uh, awesome wall of plants, so it's going to be beautiful. And I got a quote, or a, not a quote, but a uh, a question here says, "What kind of tree is this?" Um, it looks like it could be, and it looks like obviously you have it started inside because they're nice and green. Um. Um, <clears throat> it's hard to tell. It looks like it's almost an elm tree, but it's really hard to tell because they look like they're a little bit dry and the leaves look really droopy.
3: Well, they're curling inward, which makes me wonder about fertilizer.
4: Yeah. And...
3: Uh, Are you just... sure they're not um, apple? Because the, pr- the leaves...
4: Yeah, they're pretty serrated though. Yeah.
3: For... They're too serrated, but it could be... Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's hard to... I wonder if you started with the f-
3: from seed or...
4: Yeah. I think I'm kind of got stumped here. I'm not too sure what that type of thing is, and uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But they're growing like crazy. It looks, it looks like about eight feet of growth.
3: Yeah, it looks like it. It's interesting, but I, for some reason, I think they're in
4: So, Kath, you're mentioning that the, the Horticultural Society has a journal that they sell. Yes,
3: we do. We have a journal that has... All, it can go month by month, and there's places to write notes and keep pictures, and there's envelopes tucked in it. And on every month, there's gardening tips and a little bit about how to journal. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a great little, little gidget, gadget.
4: <laughs> oh, good. Then you can, where do you get that? Just,
3: well, through the Calgary Horticultural Society. Just
4: online or do you, you have to go order it there? You can order it online
3: and, and they will mail it out to you and you can go down to the office.
4: But the office is open every day, correct? Or Tuesday to Friday. Tuesday to Friday. What are the hours?
3: Uh, from nine in the morning until four o'clock. Okay. And if you really, really, some of our events and things, like we're having a members talk this coming Thursday, and we will sell it at that as well. So okay. Coming to the members talk, which is creating resiliency in the garden.
4: What other classes Are coming up? Do you have, the, do you have a little oh, list? Oh, I have
3: here? a few things here. I have building your own tropical junction, <laughs> junction, jungle. And that one is on the 12th of February. And that's at Meadowlark Park. And again, it's John Ostroden, Duncan. And it is all about getting your own house plants and his favorites and talking about that. And I like the idea of an indoor jungle. Okay. And we have a Valentine's day planter happening on the 8th of February. You can register for all of these.
4: So just to tell you how far our our show reaches out, um, Karen from Dutch growers in Saskatoon, (laughs) she's down in Florida right now looking at tropical plants she just texted me, "We have Jerusalem artichokes in the spring." I, so <laughs> it, so it's kind of funny how far it reaches because it goes all the way from a listener. someone texted her and then all the way down to. Well,
3: you see, I've been in the uh, in Saskatoon, and I've always really thought they were very interesting. And as you know, I got around a bit back in the day when I worked for a living.
4: <laughs> yeah. So I uh, so if you are if you if you're able to get this message, Karen, I've passed it on and uh, and I got the gentleman's contact, so I'll pass that on to you guys and uh, hopefully you can get that to him if he wants yeah. to come by. But right now I gotta go, we gotta take a quick break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy C H Q R.
0: Clear and minus nine degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's ten o'clock. I'm Lynn Pelser. London police say officers have shot and killed a man during a terrorism related incident. The police force says the incident happened in the South London's Streatham neighborhood. Reporter Helen Ann Smith with Sky News has more. At this stage, it is believed a number of people have been stabbed. The circumstances are being assessed. The BBC says witnesses reported hearing two gunshots just after 2 p.m. local time. Social media showed multiple ambulances and helicopters responding to the incident. A growing number of airlines are suspending flights from mainland China with Qatar Airways and Saudi Arabia's national carrier uh, joining the list. That includes Air Canada. This is as we learn that the new coronavirus has infected more than 14,550 people globally. Reporter Clayton Sandel has more.
6: The ripple effects of the virus now infecting the economy. Apple and Starbucks closing stores in China and airlines, United, American and Delta cancelling all China flights.
0: Meantime, the first death outside of China from the virus has been reported in the Philippines. Uh, Officials say the victim is a 44-year-old man from Wuhan, China. There have been four cases of the coronavirus confirmed in Canada with no deaths to date. Eight cases have been confirmed in the U.S., the latest a college student studying in Boston. Two private addiction facility treatment centers in Calgary and one in Lloydminster will be increasing their treatment spaces with 76 more beds. That after the UCP government announced yesterday the facilities will be given more than $4 million to do so. The announcement comes after Premier Jason Kenney said earlier this month the province would look at closing or relocating supervised drug consumption sites.
1: We will be releasing, Minister Lawan will be releasing uh, the expert panel report on uh, drug consumption sites in the near future, uh, and it's going to prevent some startling data on the, the uh, d- damaging social impact uh, that many of those sites have imposed on, the, on, uh, on their neighbourhoods and on their communities uh, without a measurable improvement in public health.
0: The facilities receiving the funds are the Fresh Start Recovery Center in Calgary, the Sunrise Healing Lodge in Calgary, and the Thorpe Recovery Center in Lloydminster. A Calgary uh, our Police Arson Unit is investigating following a fire at a four-story building in the southeast just before 1 a.m. Saturday morning. It was contained to one unoccupied unit and there were no reported injuries. However, a man has been arrested and charges are pending after firefighter on the scene saw a man jump from a third-floor balcony wearing a balaclava and carrying a jerry can. Police are investigating a shooting after a funeral Saturday in Florida that left a teenager and a man dead.
11: The shooting was not random. The victims and the shooters knew each other, say Riviera Beach, Florida detectives, who add that while the motive was still being investigated, it's believed it was a result of a dispute between relatives of the deceased whose funeral had been held. Police say listening devices in the area counted 13 rounds fired. The pastor of Victory City Church in a Facebook video says the church was very aware that violence was a possibility at the funeral because of a family dispute, and it provided armed security plus a city cop for the funeral. Chuck Severtson, ABC News.
0: Taking a look at sports, the latest chapter in the Battle of Alberta was as heated as anticipated. Oilers goalie Mike Smith made 15 saves to record the 8-3 win before being ejected from the game with 24 seconds left in the second period for a secondary fight with Flames netminder Cal Talbot. Talbot explains why he got involved with Alex Shaysun late in the second period which led to him fighting Smith.
5: I didn't like the fact that you know, he comes in and uh spears me when I'm on my back after the whistle, so kind of sets you off, and I reacted accordingly. Probably not the, the smartest reaction on my part, but it is a highly emotional game, and my emotions got
10: the best of me.
0: Talbot received a total of 21 penalty minutes. To put that into perspective, before hitting the ice last night, Talbot had a total of 12 penalty minutes for his previous seven-year career taking a look at weather global news calgary weather today a high of minus 2 to overnight down to minus 18 tomorrow cloudy with a chance of morning flurries a little sun in the afternoon and a high of minus 8 it is minus 9 degrees at 5 at 5 uh, sorry at 1005 breaking news when it happens our next scheduled update at 1030 i'm Lynn pelser
4: Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255 or 1-800- 563-7770. And we do have just a correction on mine. Uh, Karen is from Regina, from the Dutch growers in Regina and the other family members of the Dutch growers in Saskatoon. So there is two Dutch growers. There's two two of them, yes. And I apologize, I get them mixed up, because I Unfortunately, I don't make it to Saskatchewan a whole lot. Um, both great I've been garden centers, both
3: of them, and I like the one in, in um, Regina. Regina. I yeah. really think that one's cool.
4: Yeah, they're great. Both uh, of them, are, and though. she's looking at. Uh, I know. I think she's looking at uh, possibly adding uh, an addition or a, a new building, some all that kind of fun stuff. So keep posted in Regina area for uh, <laughs> for an update on the old Dutch growers. But yeah, they do a great job down there. All kinds of fun stuff. And let's go to Troshu. We're getting surrounded by all the towns today. It's awesome. Yeah. Good, We're morning, Albert. <laughs> Good morning, traveling Alberta. Good morning. Al- How you doing?
5: Not too bad. I, I'm the one who sent the text in.
4: Okay, so those are apple trees.
5: Yeah, there's two apple trees, but the leaves are different, and one's.
4: Yeah, you're about a
5: year old, and but the leaf, the one leaf is more rounder.
4: Yeah, it, it'll it'll take to see the blooms and some of the fruit to really identify them. It's and did you do it from seed or just from yeah, the from the seed? Okay, uh. Cause th- so it'll be really hard to get them to survive. Um, most of the apples are all grown on a hardy rootstock. They're all grafted onto a hardy rootstock. 'Cause the upper part of an apple tree in western cold climates will not survive here. Um, they need to be grafted onto typically a crab apple rootstock of some sort. Oh. So the upper part is usually something that gives you the more desirable fruit and then but you need the hardiness of the crab apple root to survive our winter. So uh. <laughs> um, um, unfortunately, um I, I, that's probably going to be the case.
3: Do you have an existing apple tree?
4: No, yeah, you could. Pardon?
3: Do you have an existing apple tree that no, these. I
4: don't.
3: You, no, because uh, no? you, the, you could always graft pieces from these pieces that you've grown onto an existing apple or crab apple and have them growing that, on that because the rootstock is proven hardy. But it'd be curious to know what seed you're growing.
5: Well, that's what I'm kind of wondering. Like, it's nice. I think I think one's a gala and one's a one's a mac, but yeah,
4: I'm not sure. the gala or the apple do not grow here. No. There, but there is a hardy mac that grows very very nicely here. Um we, we carry them in at the garden center and you'll see them around. And I unfortunately I see gala apple at the box stores and that will bring in gala apples and try to sell them and they sell them to Albertans and they just they won't grow here. But the the, the buyer in Vancouver thinks they will, but they won't unfortunately. No, they don't. No. Yeah. So you need to I like uh I got the apple yeah. out of the store and I was I save the seed and I... Well, keep plant. it growing as a as a plant and see what it does. You might end up with a... You could sort of create a bit of a bonsai, like keep it tighter, um, keep pruning it, transplant it. It looks like they are in need of a transplant or water and then just prune them down a bit and see what you get. You never know, have yeah, some fun like, with it. Like, there's, not, there's no real branches on it. No, that's what I mean. So it needs to be topped.
3: Yeah, you have to prune them and top them to get them to start branching at the little... Where the leaves join the stem is where there's going to be potentially some branches. So go
4: about a third of the way down and just cut it just above the one of the leaves, which is a node. And then that'll force it to start spreading out.
5: Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Is it, like the stem or the trunk or what, it's, it's Fairly thin right now it's yeah only... and
4: that's what it's just stretching right because it, it needs to be trained um because' so again take about a third off or even half go down a ways on the trunk cut it just above one of the leaves and then it'll it'll start branching out apples love that they that's what they thrive on they love being trained to do what they're told oh <laughs> yeah they do honestly they can be espoliade they' they can be kept smaller um, so it, it's kind of a fun plant. Oh yeah. Yeah. Give it a try. You never know. Oh, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. You might get some apples in the house. <laughs> okay. Uh, worth a try. Yeah. But you'll need to let them go dormant in the winter. Like that's the problem. Like in the winter time, like next year in the fall, if you have a unheated garage or something, let them go dormant, lose their leaves, put them in the garage for like eight, 10 weeks, let them get a yeah. cool down period and then bring them back in, and you will probably be fine. Because I've done it with um, some of the less hardy hydrangeas or certain things that um, still need that cooling down here but can't handle our minus 30. Unheated garages work really well for that.
9: Oh, yeah. My mom... mind's not
4: heated. <laughs> well, that's perfect, though. That's perfect. Because it keeps the yeah. chill. It keeps that minus 30 off of it. Um, but it's still enough to get it to go dormant. And go through that, leave it for eight, ten weeks out there, just stick in a corner somewhere, let it do its thing, and then bring it back in the house and uh, and get it going again early spring. That's... Oh, yeah. But leave it in the house this year because you already got it going, prune it back, let it thicken up, go through a cycle, and but then next fall get it back into a normal cycle. Yeah. Because you okay, can, cause you can put that on the patio all summer too. So Yeah. All right. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Thanks. Albert. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And some of the things, and we've been very blessed in Alberta. We've been um, trained by numerous um, arborists and pruning guys and and breeders of plants that have brought us lots of great varieties, but they're in techniques like grafting onto hardy rootstocks and all these other things. And
3: and keeping them on a certain pruning schedule.
4: Yeah. So it, it is important, but it can definitely be done. Um just need to uh just need my to My mom play with it. my
3: mom grew a peach tree from a peach pit mm-hmm. and nursemaided it along for oh easily five or six years, but it spent a lot of time in our garage. Makes it difficult to park a car, as my yes. dad said. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so here's a question for you. Good morning. It's Carolyn from Vernon. She goes, I want to grow some thyme to be used for seasoning. What is the best variety? of seed to buy, and is it easy to grow?
3: It's very easy to grow, and you want to look for the one that's labeled thyme, but you want to look for the one that's labeled mother of thyme, and it's the one that produces the actual herb that you can eat. There's a lot of thyme out there. There's the woolly thymes and all the rest of it, but mother of thyme is the one that's the producer.
4: Okay. And we did have a one earlier... And I can't remember what it was. But right now, if people are, if you're really looking at getting into doing some seeding, you want to do some, seeding, a lot of herbs you can start now. Yes. And grow them in the house. And, and that way you have them to keep growing and things like that and enjoying those uh, little fresh things into your. Uh...
3: Well, I bought some, I succumbed and bought some basil about three weeks ago, yep. one of the uh, packages. And I started them, I took the cuttings, and I put them in water, and they're rooting and growing like that. Well, that's,
4: and uh, one of our listeners a couple years ago, he he went for lunch at a Vietnamese place, and he had some soup. And you always get a big hunk of basil when you get your soup. Yes. So he took it, and he rooted it, and he uh, started growing his own basil from that. Yes, yes.
3: I was looking at it and going, oh, this looks like it's just ready. Because those are hardy
4: stalks, too. They're not the flimsy. Sometimes you'll see them in the grocery store, and they're really because they've just been forced really quickly to grow in those little pots. And they're really, really soft.
3: Have you seen from Paradise Hill in High River the tomatoes they grow? No. Well, they're now growing basil. And when I was in the co-op yesterday, they had basil oh, nice. from Paradise Hill, and it looked fabulous. Awesome. I might go back and get some today.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. Put that on your uh, on your pizza today for your Super Bowl party if you're going to. That's gonna... it. Yes. Today is Super Bowl, by the way. That it as, is. In case everyone's wondering, if, uh, <laughs> if what's going on in in the world of sports, we we did the Battle of Alberta and. Gord got me last night. And I had him the other day. But we still got him three games to one <laughs> down to the final one. We'll see what's going on. Hey, Gord.
3: Gardening, Anyways, Merle. Gardening. Gardening.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. We got
4: to take a quick break. If you'd like to join us after that, the phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255 one 7770 and we'll talk hockey or, or gardening, whatever you like. Uh, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Garning is brought to you by Prune It Up, Calgary's trusted tree care company. Whether you're looking for pruning or removal, we got you covered. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. <laughs> all right. We got it all. We got it all.
3: We're getting there.
4: Yes. And, uh, and the it's been decent weather. The, our, the, the team of arborists have been out uh, doing lots of pruning and that and rejuvenating and all kinds of good stuff going on. And right now, we're going to go to the phone lines. We got Joni. We started
3: a trend here.
4: Absolutely, we got Joni. She's in her house coat as well. Good morning, Joni.
8: Good morning, Merle and Joanne. <laughs> I thought uh, I'd better phone in, seeing as how my <laughs> daughter gave you an update.
4: Yes, <laughs> there's
8: Anyhow, no shame. My house plants are all watered, and I'm soon going to get dressed.
4: Awesome. So, what do you what do you have planned this year in the garden?
8: Well, I am going to get some more of those dinner plate dahlia bulbs. They were absolutely beautiful.
4: Yes. And did you do you save them each fall?
8: You know, they went soft oh, okay. on me, so I threw them away because I have tried that before with my begonias. Yep. And I have never had any
4: success. The best thing, to me, what I find, is if, if you leave them out, and just right after the first frost, they, they'll turn that black. Yes. And then I dig them up at that time, shake all the soil off, cut off the black foliage that, that got frozen. And then I just leave them out in the sun, let them dry out, and yes. make sure that the bulb doesn't freeze. And then I just store them in like a cardboard box or a cooler of some sort, like one of those styrofoam coolers. Or a regular cooler if you have. And I just put the cocoa moss or peat moss or something. And I just stick them in the coolest, darkest place in the corner. Mm -hmm. And then that usually works really quite well. Then about March, pull them out of the basement. And usually they're just starting to sprout up in there. And then I repot them at that time.
8: The dahlia bulbs are really big.
4: Yeah. Like, they've got all those, like, fingers. Yeah. No, that's... You just pull them out of the soil and shake them off. And I like to plant those, like I said, a little bit earlier, like in a two- or a five-gallon pot. Yeah, yeah, So that way, when they get about 18, 20 inches high, I cut a third off the top and then at that point, I'll stick a tomato cage around it.
8: You know, I'm going to do that, put the tomato cage around, because they really get big. In fact, I had it at the front door. Yeah. And you could hardly get in the front so <laughs> I had to move it to
4: the back deck. Yeah, because especially when we get our heavy rains, because it comes in or the wind, it's just nice to give those beautiful blooms a bit of support. Yes,
8: they don't like the wind, but they sure like the
4: uh, morning sun. Oh, absolutely. No, And and just make sure you, you deadhead them. That'll just produce more and more blooms. But oh,
8: they are so beautiful.
4: And fairly heavy feeders. So Yeah, they need the a f- lot of fertilizer. 15, 30, 15, they love it. Yes. All well, right. Thank
8: you so much for your show.
4: Of course, we I every really week
8: enjoy listening to it and I've been listening for years and years and Thank you. I've often remarked to my husband that it's nice to hear so many men phoning in now. <laughs> At one time, it was all women.
4: Yes, no, we're getting a very diverse group. Um, oh, yeah. And and all age brackets, we're getting lots of young people, older people, lots of, lots of great people in Calgary getting into gardening, and it's, uh, I'm uh, largest, very happy to be part of it. The oh, largest sure.
3: growing segment in gardening right now are young men between the ages of 30 and 40, and yeah. they're the most involved and wanting to talk gardening. So. Right,
8: yes, yes. And there's some great books at the Calgary Library, too, on
10: gardening.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. No, and we have some great libraries here in Calgary, so um, it's a good excuse to go spend one of these cool days down in the new library and uh, explore through there. Yes, yes. All right, well, well thank thanks
8: you. again for your wonderful show.
4: Awesome. Thank okay. you for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> All right, and I probably, do I need to take a break? Or do I need to take the 10 to 1? All right, we're 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 good to go, Gord says, so if you'd like to join us, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. Do you have the dates of your classes coming up there, Kath? Am I...
3: I have a couple of them. I'm, I'm a little behind the eight ball, but...
4: Okay, do you want to just mention a couple of them they have coming up then?
3: Well, we have seed starting with one of my favorite people in the gardening world, and she's Joanne Ogilvie, and she's doing seed starting, and It literally is on February the 29th. That's leap year.
4: Okay, so that's...
3: leap year, and it's at garden retreat from 1 till 3, and she's going to do it all. She has all sorts of great seed-starting methods. Everything in her garden is grown from seed, so it's fascinating. She grows the most amazing petunias. And then she also has said in this instruction that if you want to bring some of your own seeds and start them, Although we will have things there for you to start in and all the rest of it, and some seeds to work with. Okay, cool. And I'm doing tea on the 17th of February in the basement at the society. That and sounds a, a little question. scary. It, tea with
4: Kath in the I, basement.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm. It's it's sort of a carry on. Oh. From, you just love that, don't
4: oh, you? Oh, it's funny. <laughs> I'm
3: <just kind> of <laughs> well, it's a carry on from conversations uh. in the garden. We're going to answer gardening questions and. For those of us who are trying to keep our hands out of, <laughs> do
4: you do you supply like headlights for everybody? Yeah, <laughs> it's like one of
3: those cave tees.
4: Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. I
3: knew you'd degenerate that right into there something, you go. wouldn't you? There
4: you go. Yes. Well, you gotta have some fun here. So. Yes. And uh, what else?
3: Well, we have introduction to greenhouses. Okay. And Stacy Larson from Garden Retreat is going to walk us through all the greenhouses that are available in their kits and, and some tricks with the plants in your greenhouse and feeding and watering, and that one is on February 11th.
4: It's definitely a good way to extend the season.
3: It is. Um, it is.
4: Um, if you want to start in a greenhouse or, or or have a greenhouse to go through some of our cooler times and things yes. like that, it, it definitely will help. Um, and It extends, and you can start a lot of the other things earlier in a greenhouse, so that should be a good one.
3: I think it'll be really interesting. So I think we could, you know, just keep on going with some of these things. And I like the fact that Garden Retreat's been in the greenhouse building business for a long time.
4: No, he's been doing a long time. Actually, I met his new uh, buyer in, in Toronto. She oh. was out there buying stuff uh, for the store as well. So um, what else going on? Is that... Is that all you got on the agenda for right now?
3: Well, for right now, I have to rethink. And when my... is
4: C D Saturday? C
3: D Saturday is the twenty sixth of March.
4: Okay, so we're still a ways we're away. We're
3: ways away. I mean, I I'm speaking at the Home and Garden Show on the Saturday, okay, of the end of February, and we have. Um, Goodness, I'm 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 struggling all of a sudden. You all caught right. me well, at well, a little well, moment where I'm not I'm at a loss for words and that doesn't happen yeah, very no kidding.
4: often. No kidding. Well what we'll do is we'll take a quick text here and then uh, what I'll do is uh, we'll go to a break and then we got a few callers on the line now, which is great. We got Deborah from Calgary is asking, Do you have any tips or suggestions on getting a canary vine seed to germinate? They do take a little bit longer, they're a harder seed to, to crack.
3: Well, they've got a hard shell to them, and they really do need that. I tend to use a nail file or an emery board, and I'll just rush it, rub it across the tips. And that's sort of this, it's called scarifying, right? Scarifying it, and that loosens it up. And I will, and I've done it before. I know a lot of people say don't soak seeds anymore, but I do soak that one.
4: Yeah, no, my mom always used to soak a lot of the times the sweet peas overnight and things like that. And they
3: just, they will respond a little better.
4: Yeah, so uh, the canary vine, and so just do a little bit of that. Um, and the thing is, be patient with some of these ones. Like some of these vines, if you see your seed and it's really hard, has a big crust on you know it's going to take a little bit longer. Well, can,
3: yeah, the harder the shell, the longer they take to germinate. I know the canary vine, it says right in all the seed starting books and manuals, it says that it's going to take at least three weeks. To to germinate. To germinate. That's why the nail file around the edges works. The amory board.
4: Perfect. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hit the phone lines. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: Clear and minus 7 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Lynn Pelser. London police have shot and killed a suspect in a terrorism-related stabbing incident that injured two. The police force says the incident happened in the Streethan neighbourhood of South London. One man is in custody following a fire at an apartment building in the city's southeast yesterday morning. A firefighter on scene witnessed a man wearing a balaclava and carrying a jerry can leap from a third-floor balcony. The fire was contained and to one unit and there were no reported injuries. Best-selling author Mary Higgins-Clark has died at the age of 92. She passed away of natural causes on Friday in Florida. In global news, Calgary weather today. A mix of sun and cloud and a high of minus 2 overnight down to 18. Tomorrow, minus 8. It is minus 7 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11. I'm Lynn Pelser.
4: Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm here with Cass Smythe. And if you'd like to join us, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And uh, we have a question about the groundhog. Yeah, we've heard about uh, Balzac Billy, and uh, it's going to be an early spring.
3: That's what he said.
4: Yeah, so I think most of them, the consensus is across Canada is sort of, That's, uh, they're all uh, saying the same thing. So, a little bit of optimism there. (laughs)
3: Let's be optimistic.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, though. You got to be. Let's hope. Um, Hopefully, we have a, I just like to see a bit of normality. Last year was a little bit mm, all over the place. Um, Cool spring.
3: And then but we right now, winter early. Yeah,
4: we had way too warm of a winter last year. This year is nice. It's We're getting a kind of a real winter, lots of snow cover, which is great for our plants. We'll see hopefully a lot less desiccation this uh, winter coming up, or this spring, I mean, <laughs> and uh, a lot more survival of all those good things. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Chris. Good morning, Chris. Good
11: morning, guys. Hey, hello, Merle, uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller.
4: Awesome. Well, thanks for calling.
11: I I bought my mom two of those uh, cedars in the, like, they're already in the pot. Yeah. uh, Canadian tire for her Mother's Day present last year. Yeah. And we put them in, like, a big, like, plastic tub and added extra soil, and they were beautiful all summer and all fall long. But how does she treat them in the winter? Now, I told her when it snows to just, um, well, I obviously shovel sometimes, but, I'll like, I'll shovel snow on top of
4: them. Yeah.
11: Like, like are they the in
4: top. a pot still, or are they in the ground now? Yeah.
11: No, no, they're in the pot, and that's how she wants them, because she kind of, like, they're on a, yeah. a, a, a deck.
4: Yeah, it'll, it'll it'll as long as it's, and this is probably, you're going to be lucky, it's probably one of the best years to do it, as we haven't had a lot of, uh, uh, we haven't had a ton of Chinooks, and that's what hurts them more than anything. It's the Chinooks, and then if you have them in a pot, is if it thaws out and dries out, and then they just desiccate. So if you okay. keep adding the snow to it, like you're doing around it, um, there's also a product on these warmer days um, I would look at using. If it's still really good shape, the next day, the next chinook we get when it gets in the plus five, it's called uh, a Wilt Proof, and it's like a lip balm for cedars. Like you just you spray, yeah. Right and it, it works just like a lip balm like just with our dry thing what it does for your lips and, and good hand cream um wilt proof is like that for a lot of your tender evergreens like cedars and cowry boxwoods and you just spray it on or spray it on spray it on and it just creates a, a, a just a natural coating like a wax coating um okay. on them and just protects them from their desiccating winds
11: okay now I told my mom I hope I didn't give her the wrong uh uh advice um when it does warm up, I uh, uh, mom water them. Yeah, but it so doesn't.
4: Yeah, it doesn't hurt to add a bit of water in there. You don't want to get them going where you put a ton of water in there and it and it thinks it's springtime. Um, but adding a little water, but just more importantly, the snow and just keeping it frozen. And if you have it in a in a fairly big pot like you were saying, it'll be interesting. If not, um, they're fairly inexpensive at that time of year. You just uh, you get to get her another one for Mother's Day.
11: <laughs> exactly yeah they're like 30 bucks each yeah but anyways they're in they're in one of those big uh, round plastic ones with the rope handles yep I don't yep. know how many gallons that is, but I think that's enough soil. It,
4: it should be. It, again, it, it's this year's been good because of the amount of snow we have and, and pile the snow even around the pot to insulate it to keep it frozen. That's the thing that kills them. Like in Edmonton and, and Saskatchewan, some of the areas where they don't get the same Chinooks we get, they can grow beautiful cedars. Like you go up to Edmonton, you'll see cedars all over the place. It's not the cold. It's our warming. And it's, drying. Yeah, the, the desiccation. Dry.
3: The wind drying. Wind.
4: And the wind down here is crazy. Oh yeah. my Yeah, no and a lot of people think it's the cold uh, what's hard on a lot of our plants. It's it's our chinooks that we love is also what causes a lot of grief for our for our plants. It's uh it's that drying out the soil, the desiccation. I see.
11: I see. Okay. Thank you guys very much. Thank right you.
4: On. Have a great one. You Thanks, too. Chris. Bye bye. All right. And we probably got time. Forward. Do we have any text on the go right now? We mentioned the groundhog. I think that's it for the text right now. We got a couple callers. Or do you want to mention something, Cass? Well, I
3: wanted to talk to the lady who texted about her succulents. And okay. she sent some pictures. And yes, she can just take branches off and start them. It's just a question of don't put them in the ground right away. Because if you do, they're still a little wet where you cut them off. And so if you lay them on the soil and just let them dry.
4: They just callous a little they bit, They just right?
3: callous, and then they'll start a root quite naturally and grow. And the really long aeonium, which is the last picture in your thing, yes, cut the top off of it and put it on the soil and let it callous all over, and it will root quite willingly into the soil.
4: Yes, succulents are actually one of the easiest ones one to One of the
3: easiest things. Like I think I probably owned for a while about 30 jade plants because I kept taking leaves and growing them. And testing it. But this one that's really long and gone all gooseneck on you, cut it off down at the root as well and it'll start to regrow around there. But the trick is to keep the soil dry. And they do root better in a shadier location than the hot direct sun.
4: Perfect. Yep. No and keep the soil moist when you are trying to do the rooting. But I remember that when we were taking jade cuttings and the leaves would just fall into the gravel. And, and they root. just start growing right in the <laughs> gravel, like just by themselves without anything. So it's it, they are. It's quite an amazing little plant. A lot sure, of the succulents sure are. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm here with Cass Smythe. And we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Gloria. Good morning, Gloria.
12: Morning. How are you?
4: Good. Good. How can we help you today?
12: I have a lime tree. Do they go into rest for the winter?
4: Um, Sometimes, yeah, they lose leaves um, depending on how much light they're getting. But they definitely kind of go through a a not so good looking stage. Okay. (laughs) And they'll, they'll they'll shed definitely leaves. Not typically all of them, but I have seen some of them go right into a shock. Where they just drop everything and then they refoliate. Not
12: bad. Should I give them some uh, rage?
4: Um, rage Plus is great for them, but they also, um, in between, they do like the 30-10-10.
12: Should I be fertilizing now when it's this?
4: Winter? Are you? It's it's not a bad time. How? What, what's it doing right now? What kind of shape is it in? It's just
12: sitting there. It loses a leaf here and there. Not, it's not bald. Do you have at fruit
4: all? on it? Is there any fruit on it at all right now? Um,
12: I just picked off a lime so that it would uh, have more energy to do something else.
4: Okay, and is it in lots of light? Yeah. Because <laughs> I really noticed that the on my lemon tree... Just with these longer days and being in the bright light, all of a sudden it just sent out. A, <coughs> excuse me, another batch of blooms.
3: That's they, what I want. Yeah, yeah. They they respond once we get past that six hours of daylight, and we're now into seven and eight hours. We're going to hit eight hours pretty soon. And fertilizing with thirty ten ten would really help it. Okay, I shall do that. And I want to get
12: a lemon tree so that it, I can get as good as you have your lemons.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I got.
4: I got. Uh, but they take so long. Like honestly, to to German or to get to ripen on the vine, like honestly, I had it on the patio in like July, August. It was formed, and it's just turning like it's three quarters yellow now. Maybe that's your like sure lemon. Lemon. Oh wow, yeah. the, lime, the limes go quite easy, right? Yeah, and
12: the it, limes are easier yeah. to, yeah. and they taste so wonderful. They absolutely,
4: are. but it yeah. takes so long. Like it's amazing how long it takes to. Uh, to ripen, like I just—you wonder how they do a lemon for a three dollars or a dollar? But if it takes this long, yeah.
3: <laughs> well, they are one of the ones that takes a, a lot longer with daylight. They need a longer day, but,
4: oh. and, and you, yeah. you not—and they won't ripen if you take them off the vine. So you have yeah, to leave, have them, to leave them, on them on the tree to huh. ripen. So
12: well, maybe
4: I'll just have to go buy one of those little oranges. Yeah, <laughs> no, the calamond. <laughs> Those are nice too, but we have uh, quite a few lemons. We have some lemons in stock right now, so lots of great stuff. I
3: had a lime tree for many, many, many years. It's when they got to, it got too big and it had thorns that yeah, those of, thorns kill you. Don't aren't they? they kill you? <laughs> yeah, and
4: yeah. just just watch the spider mites on on your on your citrus yeah, that's as what well. I watch. Yeah. yeah, every you, day when just, I kiss it, I, I watch.
12: Right
4: watch right. out for those things. <laughs> yeah, watch out for the thorns and yeah. uh, and just when you get up close, you can see that little tiny netting. A lot of times, yeah. it's in the new growth, so it, right. they hide up there. But it's uh, yeah, no, and yeah. every so often, if you can get it outside. Obviously not in this weather, but even just take it out to sink and if you can do, give it a good flushing, get the soil, get the water right yeah. down to the bottom. It mm-hmm. makes a big difference.
12: Good idea. All right. All So I shall go over and get some rage. Awesome. <laughs> all
4: right. Thanks. And thirty ten ten. Okay. Bye bye. Yes, the thirty ten ten is uh is great for Complete. the citrus. Your yeah. evergreens and uh, you're good to go. And we have time to do Clark. Good morning, Clark. Yeah. Good morning, all.
5: Um, <laughs> when I was in Calgary, I got it a little excessive in a little garden and uh, so I planted a row of thyme and then I put some oregano kind of at uh, right angles to it another row and the beauty of it all was that uh, come summer that place was just plastered with bumblebees.
4: Oh I bet.
3: They love they the just... fragrant foliage they really oh, do
5: and they just went crazy on it but you mentioned mother of thyme so <laughs> what What's the Latin on that one?
3: Oh, I can't remember. I was working on it when I was talking about it. thymus, and I think it's actually vulgaris. Okay. Yeah, but mother okay. of Time is the best one.
5: No, I was just thinking of our little friends, the bees, and uh, they just went crazy for all of that, and it uh, would be nice if everybody planted a little row of it and see if that would make a difference.
4: Absolutely, you know, and it makes a difference if you're just adding flowers into your yard and, and fragrant
3: foliage really oh, attracts yeah. them, because it's part and parcel of the way that they're attracted to things is not just the flowering and the shape of the flower, but it is the fragrance.:
5: When I was in Edmonton, we had a rented a place, and the owner had an apple tree in the back, and he would come out every spring, and he would graft on uh, a different branch. Yes. Well, come the fall, we had seven different types of apples. Oh, yes. And we had to just basically go down the street with bags of them, begging people to take them.
4: (laughs) Oh, nice. And the the Latin on it is Timus Praecox.
3: Praecox. That's the one. Sorry. Timus
4: Praecox. Thank you very
5: much. Have a great day,
4: all. All right. right. Take care. Bye bye. All right. And what else do we got going Well, there's
3: a lady that sent a text earlier today about doing the succulent class with John at through us, through the society. Yep. And she wanted to know what her three plants were. And I, the one for sure is a crassula, which is the true jade plant with the red edges, which yep. just means that it has been getting lots of light. And then her one uh, trailing plant that's falling over, it's string of bananas as everything that I can find. And it is a type of sedum, but it's an indoor sedum and it will go forever. And, and maybe start picking up on the water. There's the so room. many of
4: these string of dolphins, oh, string, string of bananas, dolphins, string of beans. Hooks. Yeah.
3: All of them. But this one looks like string of bananas because the leaf is a little bit shorter. So I would say that's the one and it's the pudgier one. Awesome. And then this this other one where we can see your fingernail, etc. which I like that color. Anyway, <laughs> um, that too is a jade plant and that is the spoon jade plant and it's a Crassula. But the Latin, the species name is eluding me completely, but it is a type of, of jade plant. And they are very cool when they grow. I have one in my outdoor planter, and it started out with a little piece like that, and it is now about three feet tall so prepare yourself for
4: that. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> which is which is really good. Lots of uh, we've talked lots about succulents today, which are very popular. They really also, are. just got a text here. Saw a great video on growing carrots in a bucket, and the author used pelletized carrot seeds. Where can these be bought? I believe some of ours are pellet. I'm not sure, but a lot of times I like using the seed tape, which the new ones we have the. Um, the Prairie Heritage ones are in a seed tape, which makes it nice for carrots because then you're not wasting. You just put it out and it puts it in the row because the carrot seeds are so tiny. Tiny,
3: tiny, tiny.
4: So anyways. That, that
3: one that's called Fly Away, the carrot variety that's called Fly Away so you don't get the carrot rust fly. I believe it's the one of the pelletized one.
4: All right. All right, well, right now we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll chat with Shirley about some African violets. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. I'm here with Cass Mythe, and she's just answering a question for John um, regarding the croton. He sent a picture in, and he had sent me an email yesterday asking uh, what this was. And uh, it's uh, a croton, which is a yes. nice, really colorful-looking foliage plant. Yes. Um, and he's just asking some advice on thirty ten ten. What do you What are your thoughts, Sarah? Well,
3: I said back to him that he should definitely put some thirty ten ten in there because it'll help to bring the color back into the foliage. The other thing I was going to ask is when the last time he took the saucer off the bottom so that we could get. A little bit better drainage because it almost looks like he's been keeping it too wet because the leaves are wilting not because it needs more water but because it's almost too wet for it.
4: Yeah, so just let them really dry out, especially when you have saucers that'll hold the water a little bit longer, and uh, and they can dry out a fair bit. So over the winter time, run your plants a little drier. It's yes. it definitely very very helpful.
3: Definitely helpful.
4: All right, let's go to Shirley. Good morning, Shirley.
7: Good morning.
4: How can we help you?
7: Well, I bought an African violet again. Yes. And I don't know. I always keep killing them. I don't know why.
4: Do you get water on the leaf?
7: No. Okay. I I usually water them from the bottom.
4: Okay, which is good.
7: And I do have house plants. I know how to grow them, but I just don't know how to keep a violet alive.
4: Yeah, usually they like to be in a, not a super, super bright window, but a bright window. Um, We have these pots, and I've had so many people bring in pictures and they're the self-watering pots, so they're a nice clay pot. So you put your African violet in them. Oh yeah. And then it sits in the bottom is porous, and then the it, it sits in inside the other part of the of the pot. It's a two-part pot, and and then it just soaks the water up through the root. And I've never seen so many beautiful African violets as these pots are producing. Like oh. it just. Honestly, they just thrive in these pots. Like a couple of the pictures I got, like a hundred to two hundred blooms on them. It's just they love them. So that might be one if you're struggling with. You might want to look at getting one of these uh, self-watering pots that uh, and they're, they have the clay bottom and they're they the African violets love them.
3: And they oh, like the good. morning sun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and
7: uh, do they. Maybe I'm overwatering. That's what I'm wondering. They're
4: like a succulent. Absolutely, they don't like to be overwatered. It's one of the things I see most happen to African yes. violets, is people overwater them. Because when you pull off one of the leaves, right, and you mm-hmm. just squeeze it, and you can see that it's full of water. Like they're a, they're a succulent, so they can go a little ways without um, water. And you can almost leave them till some of the older leaves bend down a bit, and then they tell you when to water instead of watering just because it's Tuesday or whatever day. And that's okay. the problem with a lot of people. They water only, well, it's Tuesday, so I'm supposed to water, and that's how you kill a lot of plants. Instead of letting the plant dry out, and and it's easier to add water than take it away. If you get it too wet, it's really hard to take get that out yeah, of the soil.
7: Exactly. And what about fertilizing?
4: They do like a 15-30-15. Okay, 15. I have that. Okay, perfect. High middle number is perfect for them. And... uh And then that should be fine. And the biggest thing is is fill a bowl up or a thing, set the the plant in there, let it soak up, or get one of these uh, self-watering pots. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. The African violets seem to love it. I've had quite a few customers come back and share pictures and things like that, just how happy they are with them.
7: And another thing, like, do do I need more than one African violet? Like, my mom used to have several, and she grouped them in...
4: They do like that. Uh, they like
3: don't... a crowd. They're communal.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they do like to share. They don't pollinate each other or anything, but they do like to be in a bit of a grouping.
7: Yeah, I know she could always grow them, but.
3: Yeah. Sometimes, thing you,
7: a
4: lot. If, sometimes you, if you kill them with kindness, right? If you're doing a little too much to them, sometimes that hurts them more than not doing, uh, than not doing enough.
7: I was thinking that might be what I'm doing. <laughs> i am yeah. trying to keep this one going. You're
4: too kind, <laughs> Shirley. That's the problem. You've got to get a little meaner side on you. I
7: know. Yeah. They don't want to
3: be fussed over.
4: Yeah.
7: Well, that's what I've probably been doing.
3: <laughs> and every once in a while, what I do, what I've done with mine, and it's something that I saw my grandma do and my grandpa, etc. they used to take a really fine artist's brush and dust the filament, the hairs, and it would just be... Oh. And that just seems to help them take more light... And yeah, because you, a can't, lot, you, you can't, can't wash them off, so no. that's uh, yeah. the way to oh, do I know that. It. Yeah. So I, dust, I do dust them. <laughs>
7: just occasionally you do
3: that? Yeah, or? just every, uh, well, this is the time of year, especially when the heat's been on in the house for all winter and the dust is blowing up, and so I go in there and try to be a little friendlier with them on that level.
7: And uh, just a little brush. Right? Just a
3: fine brush, and you yeah. just give them a good gentle brushing, and that gets the dust off the foliage, and that really does help.
7: Good to know.
4: Awesome. All right. Okay. Well, thank you, Colin. Thanks for okay. calling, Shirley. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Bye. All right. And thanks to Cass Smythe for joining me today. And uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll be answering all your gardening questions right here on Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.